and welcome to In Plain Sight. Jeremy in Kentucky here on Republic Broadcasting Network. Station needs your fundage. Free speech ain't free. And uh, you can donate that fundage to RBN. Make checks for money order payable to RBN. Uh, 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. Call in that debit or credit to 1-800-724-2719, extension 3. And whether it's $1 or $10 or $1,000, anything helps. So uh, break out uh, that checkbook. And not all boomers, it's not just boomers that have checkbooks. I think I still have a checkbook. It's dusty and in my glove box, but it's still there. Uh, checkbooks, money orders, uh, credit cards, concealed cash, anything. Uh, get that money to the station. We got to pay Mike, Julie, and Sam and all the other people that they hire part-time to help. What if you did a bunch of work, listener, and you worked 14-hour days and you didn't get paid, right? These uh, engineers are working 14-hour days, a lot of cases, and uh, they're doing this to get truth to you. This is our Tuesday broadcast, the Patrick and Jeremy Show. Patrick Slattery, have you ever worked and not gotten paid? All the time. <laughs> I mean, that's what <laughs> we're doing ra- right now, isn't it? Not radio stuff. Well, I got paid last year. Listeners donated $1,800 to me uh, between winter, between December of 22 and December of 23 to help me get my trucks going. So much, much love to, to our listeners. I know you guys love me. Um, and show that love to RBN. I'm, I'm good now. I don't need money. I do need money, but I'm not asking for money. Send it to RBN. Yeah, so, yeah, we work on the radio without getting paid. But, I mean, have you ever, like, done a job where you put, oh, like, 40 hours in? Okay, you got- so I, I do a lot of what you could call pro bono work, where I know I'm not going to get paid, and I do it anyway. I do a lot of that. Um, in terms of just getting stiffed, uh, I'm sure it's happened, but not too often. I had to uh, – the, the one time I didn't get paid, okay, it was my fault, really. But – I power washed a house and I used a bunch of bleach and the customer, there was a deck under the wall that I was washing. Right. So I bleach, I I brushed it with bleach and then power washing. It was bad. It was nasty, dude. They didn't use the right paint when they painted the deck. So the customer had painted the deck uh, a couple of years earlier before I got there. I washed the wall and I used bleach. And if you painted with the deck with the proper paint or stain, it wouldn't, the bleach wouldn't hurt it. Just wash right off. They used some cheap crap, like latex crap. And it messed it all up. And they demanded that I pay for the deck, you know? So I got gypped there. That, that was my fault, sort of, but it was also their fault. But I just took the loss. Anyway, we mentioned all that to just say, you know, the people at RBN are sometimes going without pay, and that shouldn't be. Get your get your wallets out, people. Quit being a bunch of tightwads. Come on, quit being Jewish. <coughs> anyway, oh, <laughs> uh, so we've got a lot of news here to cover. Um, you know, Tucker Carlson went to Russia over the weekend, and um, from Istanbul, 
think he went through Istanbul. And there was all these news articles you could, you could read about. Oh, he's going to interview Putin. That's kind of been the talk. It's something that you mentioned, you talked about, and a lot of people have talked about this inevitable meeting. It's like it's like it's like uh, destiny. It has to happen that Putin gets interviewed by Tucker, and so that's happened. That's happened, and uh, that's not been released as of twelve thirty noon Central Time on Tuesday today. So anyway, before I hit the article, what, what's your initial feeling? What, what's your initial react to that, to, to Putin meeting with uh, Tucker? Well, it, uh, it's been talked about for about six months. Since last August, uh, it's been talked about that, that Tucker was trying to set up some sort of interview with Vladimir Putin. So uh, apparently he got it, and he was spotted in the Bolshoi uh, Ballet or theater, and so he's been he's absolutely been to Moscow and I don't expect this to just be released all of a sudden. I would expect him to uh, to to bill it and to to plug it for a few days a week because uh, it's not it's not likely to be breaking news. Uh, he's going Tucker. He actually stud, I think he studied Russian history. I think his major in college was Russian history. Did he go to um, University of Southern California? He went somewhere in California. He's from California. So he has a, a bit of a background. Now, uh, Anglin had an article mentioning Tucker. I don't even, maybe it was about this. It was probably about this, but, um, you know, at, at the end, he, he was he was saying that uh, he always thought that, because Tucker, um, he's, Kind of pro-Russian, but he's only pro-Russian because he wants America and Russia to ally in a in a war against China, which Anglin's not any more in favor of than I am. And, uh, but he's been you know he's been kind of vaguely pro-Russian since this Ukraine business started, which is better than not better than not being pro-Russian. Um, and Anglin said something like. Uh, I always assumed that he was working for the CIA, but maybe he's just stupid or maybe he's just a moron. And, and then at, at the end of the article, uh, what was it? Something <laughs> he just called Tucker fat and stupid. And honestly, he is, he's, he's never, he's, he's been on the wrong side of things a lot more than he's been on the right side of things. Uh, we have, or I have, like a a relatively favorable impression of him based on his Fox News show that he had from what late 2016 until uh, April 2023. So he had it for six and a half years, I guess, and uh, it was generally a positive impact on on America. But his career goes back to the 1990s, and <clears throat> he was very much in favor of all these. Zionist wars, the invasion of Iraq, all this stuff. Um, so, and, you know, in terms of the, the big picture, okay, he doesn't talk, he's never talked much about the Middle East, which is good, uh, because, he, you know, everybody else on Fox News was always shilling for Israel, and he just never, I, I watched most of his shows, and he almost never brought it up. Um, but he does have this thing about China. Now, 
the last thing I'll say is that uh, in an interview with Vladimir Putin, I can't imagine he's going to be trying to, to to push Vladimir Putin to to break on his friendship with uh, the Russia, the Chinese, because it's been so clear that it was the Chinese that ha- have enabled Russia to overcome the sanctions that were intended to bring down Putin's government. And, you know, had Putin's br- government been brought down um, and you look at what Victoria Nuland did to uh, Gonzalo Lira, and for those of you who, who missed the news, she had him tortured and murdered in a Ukrainian prison. You know, that that that's the type of uh, fate that they had, they were hoping to uh, have for Vladimir Putin. And it's because of the Chinese that that the uh, Putin Putin's government and the Russian government is, has uh, survived and thrived and is now going to uh, lead the world to a hopefully to a better place. So uh, I, I think Put, uh, uh, Tucker's his uh, interview will probably be restrained and polite, and some of the more retarded things that he might have said uh, will, if if he asks them, um, he'll probably be put in his place promptly and would edit that part out. So I don't think we're going to be seeing anything retarded. I, actually, I think we're going to see a pretty good interview. So I'll kick it back to you, Jeremy. Uh, Vlad is known for putting the press in their place, uh, to his credit. I'm very nuanced on Putin. Um, originally in 2016, I was very much a Putin, uh, you know, pro, I guess you would say pro Putin. Is that a thing? Um, then I sort of, you know, backed off of that. And after Trump lobbed missiles into Syria and I started going down the whole, you know, Chabad Lubavitch ties with Trump and Russia. And I went down that rabbit hole and now I'm back sort of in the middle of the very nuanced and I see Putin as a strong leader, an actual real statesman. And probably he does have skeletons in the closet and, and things that could be criticized. But Overall, um, probably Putin and Xi are the two, you know, adults in the room when it comes to world leaders that have actual power. And I would argue maybe Putin is the most powerful man in the world right now because having money ain't power. We see this with the uh, Gates and uh, Musk. You know, they don't have a, a a nuclearized army at their disposal, and Putin does. So um, even if they got more on the ledger than Putin does in the bank account, right? Um, Putin has control of a very powerful army um, that's Russia, to my knowledge, has never been taken over or invaded successfully. You correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm a student of world history. I, I think that's the case, and that's probably going to continue to be the case. Yeah, I mean, you kind of, I think you'd have to go back to Genghis Khan, and at, and at that point, is was that even Russia? Did Russia right. even exist yet? So uh, it's, it's probably modern a better Russia. thing to say. Yeah, the last couple of centuries, you know, at least starting with Napoleon. <clears throat> so, uh, so you got that. Now, as far as the Tucker and, and Putin talking, so there's got to be. So, number one, we we would have to assume logically that there was a phone call made. Now, now maybe Tucker's got his people that called Putin's people, and they didn't actually talk till they met. Maybe, but I'm I'm of the opinion. This is my speculation that Tucker and Putin talked on the phone 
and hash some stuff out. I mean, you don't go through an interview like this that's going to be internationally. Like, this is going to be talked about in every country in the world, most likely, uh, by people with IQs over um, 90. And you don't do this inter- type of interview without, you know, kind of kind of having a what I call a coming to Jesus moment, which basically just means, you know, you sit down and you hash things out. This is what we're going to talk about. Here's the deal. You know that they talked about China. Like, you know, Tucker knows the deal. If Tucker didn't know the deal, he knows the deal now that it's Russia and China. The Belt and Road Initiative is happening and the shift is going towards Eurasia, period. It's it's like an unstoppable thing. So that that had to be known. And uh, the ice is now broken. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, once they met and I don't think they've ever met before. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they've ever had a meeting in person. Once that ice is broken, you know, there's phone calls that can be made after that. For example, like when I had David Duke on the show, he gave me a cell phone and I can call him anytime I want. Now, will he answer is another question, but I've actually talked to him before or brother Nathaniel or anybody, you know, uh, the, the NJP guys, um, Warren Balog, you know, I can call Warren when I want to, and that ice is broken. So this ice is broken now. Right, and you have a major uh, right-wing uh, talking head in America that most likely has access to, you know, Vladimir Putin, and by default, she. Uh, that's what we got to look for next is a meeting with Tucker and she. Now, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, these guys are all controlled. It's, it's all this." But look, we want to avoid major world conflicts here. We, we you know, we want. We don't want war. We're, we're both anti-war. And I think this is a great step uh, towards an anti-war stance. Because when Tucker publishes this, this is going to give the American people an insight into Putin. Hopefully it's going to show that, you know, I don't think that he wants all-out war. He could have he had all-out war. He could have went harder on the Ukraine. He could have engaged NATO. He doesn't want that. And no normal person wants that. Only these maniacs like Blinking a new one want that type of stuff and why they want it. I, I can't figure out when it means the destruction of their livelihood too. But at any rate, I think the, one of the positive results of this interview will be, um, a step closer towards avoiding world wars, which we seem to be on the brink of right now. So let me kick you to you for the comments on what I just said before I move on with other points on okay. the interview. So I, you know, they. I, I, I'm sure that that ground rules for the interview have been set, and uh, and Putin is going to have a good idea of what the questions are going to be. Although, you know, he's he he can absolutely just operate on the fly. Uh, there's no issue there. Um, but it, it would. I, I'm I'm curious to see it, and it would be hard to imagine. Tucker not bringing up China in some way. Um, and here's one thing about Tucker, even though I've got very mixed views of him, you know, and I just called him fat and stupid. Uh, but he is somebody who has shown an ability to learn. And he has he has um, done a mea culpa on his uh, support for the Iraq war, for instance. And that, that was a big deal. Uh, supporting the Iraq war in the... Um, in the aughts, throughout the aughts, pretty much, that's that was a major 
political position and he's come out and said he was wrong and he regrets it. Uh, so who knows? Maybe maybe Putin is going to be able to educate him somewhat on his hostility towards China. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it. I, I doubt it's going to happen overnight, but, you know, who knows? Uh, but the main thing is that unless if you're an American, unless you go out of your way and purposely seek out uh, videos or interviews of Vladimir Putin, you've never heard Putin in his own words. You've only heard Putin filtered through the the mainstream media. And, you know, most people who get their news filtered through the mainstream media are probably not going to watch Tucker's uh, podcast. But the thing is, Tucker's podcast, is first couple of them were getting like 60 million hits, way more than his, his news show was getting. And that's why I think he's probably going to plug this for a week or more. Uh, he's, I think he's going to try to get many tens of millions of viewers. And if he succeeds in that, uh, there's just going to be million, tens of millions of Americans who, for the very first time, will see Putin speaking as a, as a human and as an intelligent human and really a decent person. Whereas he's just been vilified. The, the, you know, I'm old enough to have lived through the Cold War, at least a big hunk of it. I, and Brezhnev was never vilified. He was never vilified. They, they never uh, vilified the, uh, the Soviet leadership. Even, even when um, Re Ronald Reagan was, saying, was joking about, uh, well, he was not joking. He was saying that they're an evil empire and then joking about um, ordering, signing legislation to end the Soviet Union. And we begin bombing in, in five minutes. That was a joke, but it was an, it caught on an open mic. But he never vilified the uh, the leaders, and uh, but that's what you're getting. Vladimir Putin's been thoroughly vilified, and I'm alone. Skin, yet Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. 
do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. was a joke but it was an, caught on an open mic but he never vilified the uh the leaders and uh but that's what you're getting vladimir putin's been thoroughly vilified this is putin's warrior putin's puppet putin this putin that everything's person it's personified in putin and then putin is is the great satan he's he's hitler um whatever that means to people so i think this could be a really big deal to humanize putin to allow him to have access to tens of millions of americans without the uh jewish media filter i think it's a really big deal so uh we'll we'll see i'm I'm looking forward to it and you're right i mean most americans even trump supporters who the core of trump's support since 2015, I've noticed, have been pretty much pro-Russia because part of you know, Trump's original platform was get along with Russia, as opposed to Hillary Clinton's platform, which is shoot Russian airplanes down in Syrian airspace. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So I think that that's that explains why you got you do have a lot of pro-Russian people in the Trump base. Now also you have the the movings of Alexander Dugan and the alt-right. Now, I am still very critical of Alexander Dugan. I don't trust the guy. I don't really like the guy. I don't like the whole Eurasia blending, the ethnicities thing. And I've openly criticized Dugan on my show and on uh, Chris Hinckley's show, which I was recently on a couple of weeks ago. So I'm not changing my stance there. But I don't think that that 
Putin or that Putin is heavily influenced by Dugan. I don't think that they meet regularly. I mean, Dugan is just a political commentator and a philosopher, sort of like Tucker is, you know, and maybe there's some influence on the electorate, but, uh, but not, you know, uh, direct influence on the leadership. So what I'm getting at is I do believe that Dugan infiltrated the alt-right, the people that were under Dugan. And uh, Richard Spencer is one of the people, you know, he, he and his ex-wife uh, translated Dugan's works. And I had an hour-long show with the late William in Montana, and that brought me into a little more nuanced view of Dugan um, because unlike other Americans, William could read Russian and William could go through the mainstream media and surpass that or, you know, go around it with the word circumvent and actually read the Russian press and get the, the, the real scoop. And, uh, you know, I had him on and I, I gave him his, uh, his airtime and his view of Dugan. He had a more of a positive view. All of this having been said, um, there's no way this couldn't turn out to be good, a good thing. And I think that it will, you know, that a, that a true interview with Putin will infiltrate to the electorate and you could have more to the tune of 70 or 80 million people. Uh, not only the Trump side, but even on the left. How about these leftists that are, you know, opposing the genocide in Gaza? I mean, maybe they'll listen to the interview and hear some, a voice of reason, you know, a statesman that has an actual voice of reason. I don't know. Real quick, let me ask you, has Putin came out uh, on the genocide in Palestine? Has he made any public comments on that? Yes, he has. He has. And Enlighten me because I haven't followed it. Um, I, th- I think he's used the term genocide to describe it. I'm pretty sure he has. And his government has, has supported South Africa's, uh, case, uh, in, in front of the international, uh, court of justice. And, you know, there, there's been a lot of people who have said, oh, the international court of justice, oh, well, they just gave Israel a slap on the wrist or this or that. Uh, but others who are much more involved and have a better background, uh, and I and that I'm not one of them. I don't have the background, but say that actually this was very it, a this was preliminary. It's going to take uh, it's going to take maybe years to to go through all of the evidence about whether genocide has happened or not. But um, because while Israel is a party to the uh, the International Court of Justice, Hamas is not. And so to order a ceasefire of uh, one party, but not the other, just wasn't really feasible. Um, so it, rather than ordering the ceasefire, they ordered uh, avoidance of uh, whatever it was. I don't know. But at any rate... Uh, even even um, even the Israeli judge who was on the uh, court was was voting in favor of some of South Africa's positions. It were, really was a, a harsh uh, rebuke. The only judge that was consistently voting with Israel wasn't the Israeli judge. It was the Ugandan judge from Uganda, and then the Ugandan government promptly disowned her. <laughs> so it, it really was. Uh, Pretty bad. But at, at any rate, just getting back to Dugan. Um, so 
Dugan is not exactly a mainstream figure in Russia. I think he's prominent. Uh, what? Who could you compare him to? Because he's he's been involved in political parties, but not in Putin's party. He's been involved in well, these minor parties. Um, and I compared so I compared him to Tucker. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new Ease-Off Drop-and-Lift? What in the world is an Ease-Off Drop-and-Lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Memory, your landline is burning holes. Recover the damage, bring it all home. Follow the fears, just like. 
been involved in these minor parties. Um, and I compared, so they, I compared him to Tucker. Before I lose this train of thought, I compared Dugan to Tucker, but really that's not maybe an accurate comparison. Tucker's, you know, meets with Trump, has met with Trump, and influences the right wing of the Republican Party. I don't know that Dugan has that influence. Go ahead. Well, it's, I mean, in some ways, like Dugan is prominent enough. Tucker's prominent, right? Tucker's not exactly involved. He's never run for office, but he gets talked about as a running mate for Trump, for instance. And uh, while Trump was president, Tucker had the ability, at least sometimes, to call him up and and tell him something. So I think uh, at one point he called up Trump and said, don't don't you even think about bombing Iran when he was under pressure to bomb Iran or something like that. He, he apparently at one point Tucker talked him out of doing something stupid. So good for Tucker. Uh, I, I, a comparison between Tucker and Dugan. I mean, Dugan is he's a, a academic. He's a philosopher. And Tucker is a, a journalist and frankly, not that bright. You know, Tucker, if you recall the first year or two of his show, he used to invite on people to debate. He'd invite, invite on liberals to debate with him, but but couldn't do very well and would wind up just kind of laughing over them. He'd giggle and laugh over them so that they couldn't get their points out whenever he was doing poorly. He, he would give him the look. Remember the look? The Tucker look. The well, puzzlement. The Tucker look, too, yeah. There was the Tucker look, too. But then but then when he was really doing badly, he would he would just start laughing and laugh over them so that so that they couldn't get their points out. And well, then, yeah. So I, and then somebody told him, stop doing this, because the last four years of his show, he only had on people that agreed with him. He didn't have he didn't have on uh, these these liberals that, that he used to have on. Well, I think Dugan represents a very extreme underground movement in Russia that wants to see the West destroyed. But why do they want to see the West destroyed? Well, because the West wants them destroyed and wants NATO to surround them completely. So, I mean, I could see that. I think that's why the infiltration of the alt-right and why the pro-Russia stuff. But there's a lot of people that are legitimately pro-Russian that I would say are not subversive at all that just want to see good relations between these two great white countries. I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? And now that China is a prominent player on the world stage, um, why do we want to go to war with this, you know, great nation of people? Why don't we just? And I'm not agreeing with everything that China does. Don't go off on that tangent, listener. But what I'm saying is that, hey, a good relation with Russia and China could be good for America. It could bring us back into a more protectionist state where we produce our own stuff and we trade with tariffs. I'm all for that. I'm for putting tariffs on Chinese stuff as long as we're producing it here. You know, how can you go to war also with a country that produces like 80 percent of your consumables, you know, chips and uh, antibiotics and all that stuff? It's just crazy. It's just crazy. We want good relations between these three world powers, U.S., Russia and China. And hopefully this will will get us a step closer to that, as well as a consensus on bringing Israel to heal. And I'm not going to say any violent things toward the secular state of fake Israel. They're not the biblical Israel. They're fake Israel. I don't even know who these people are. But at any rate, um, they need to be brought to heel because what they're doing is completely, it's unprecedented. I mean, it's all the stuff that they accuse Hitler of doing, right? So, all right. And then so I've also compared Tucker to 
Rush Limbaugh or that Tucker has taken the place of Rush. And he has in a lot of ways. Tucker brings people to the very edge of the truth and then redirects them. And I can never forgive Tucker for saying F white people. And that even if we get bombarded by and, and we become a minority, Tucker said we become a minority white people that he would not do identity politics. I can't let that go. But I am pragmatic. and You're teaching me pragmatism uh, in that there's some good that we can get out of Tucker, just like there's some good we can get out of Trump or any of these people. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think Rush could ever have or would ever have done an interview with Putin. I don't think he could or would. I think Tucker has surpassed the popularity of Rush. And they reported that Rush had 20 million listeners. But I think after the Trump election, it was more like 60 million because he got at least half of the electorate that voted for Trump. I think he got at least those people tuning into his show, you know, just because he he had this pro-Trump stance. Um, So there's all of that. We're sort of throwing a bunch of stuff out there and I'm trying to, you know, maintain a train of thought here. But it's difficult because there's so much going through my mind. Help me out, man. What are we leaving out? What do we need to cover? on this topic before we move on this topic before we move. Um, well, I I mean, it's, it's happening at the same time that you've got, uh, these spending bills before Congress, you've got the, uh, the Biden, the fake Biden administration that is still trying to desperately get tens of billions of dollars to Ukraine, which is so obviously done. There's, they've so obviously lost, their government's about to fall apart, but um, well, yeah, that that's helping me get back on a train of thought here. We want the federal government to become totally illegitimate in the eyes of the American people, as it has become in the eyes of the international community since the Ukraine debacle, the support of the Ukraine, right? Because only when it becomes illegitimate could it fall, and we can replace it. And that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and so I think that this interview, too, you know how we mentioned that leftists tend to support the Ukraine and right winger Trump supporters tend to support Israel. So the yeah. Jews in power get what they want at the end of the day from both yeah. sides. I think this yeah. interview could, could highly upset that because leftists who are against Palestinian genocide can be like, well, look, Putin's not for this either. Maybe he's not the villain that, that they've told us that he was. And maybe right wingers can come come to terms, too, with. Hey, maybe Israel's not in the right here. Uh, maybe there's something to this because these right wingers are a lot of them in the Trump base is pro pro Russia. So this this could do, this could move and shake things politically in a major way here in election year, as Trump is the. I mean, he's the nominee. Let's just face it; it's happening. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's the nominee, and, and Tucker is at this point. He's on the short list as a possible running mate. I, I don't really like that idea, but um, there, there he yeah. is. I'm tended to think not. I think Tucker has, has his position. I think he likes his position. I think he's very influential in right-wing politics, and I don't think he's going to leave that. And I don't think that Trump or Trump's people, if they're smart, I don't think they would want him to leave that. You know, Trump, you know, Tucker's going to be to Trump what Rush was to Trump, sort of that, that voice, right? Somebody that can call Trump up whenever. Um, I think that's going to be his his position. A VP for Trump. I mean, I don't like Ramaswamy per se. I don't like that he's an Indian. But 
needs must when the devil drives and we may have to just take what we got. Uh, so I think it really is going to be Trump and Ramaswamy. At least Ramaswamy, he, well, he's smart. At least he's smart. Um, and so, yeah, he's uh, out of the people on the short list. He's probably the best from my point of view. And Nikki Haley's just, she's just trying to suck all the money she can out of campaigning. I mean, you can make millions, hun, a presidential campaign, bro, you can make hundreds of millions of dollars in a campaign. That's got to be why she's still in this thing, right? She's just making money, right? What other yeah, purposes she have? I don't know. I don't know all the campaign laws, but you are allowed to keep, uh, if you suspend your campaign, um, there are situations where you can keep, if you've got money in the coffer, you, you can keep it. Yeah. I don't know about hundreds of millions, but she could definitely make millions. Yeah. And so why not just do, why not just milk that bitch for all it's worth? Right. Um, to the bitter end. <laughs> and then at the end of it, like in, you know, August, be like, all right, okay, I'm done. Trump's the nominee. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so we've got the Supreme Court. Let's see. I'm, I'm looking to the prep because we're, we mentioned this in our, in our conversation. Basically, the Supreme Court says Trump is not above prosecution. Let's see if I can pull that one up. Uh, Trump says he's the presumptive nominee. Here we go. Trump immunity ruling NPR.org. And we all know how honest and fair reporting NPR is. Federal appeals court rules Trump does not have broad immunity from prosecution. This is uh, as of February 6th. And the page just refreshed. A three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit has ruled that Donald Trump does not enjoy broad immunity from federal prosecution a major legal setback for the former president who said he will appeal. So Trump could be going in and out of court all through the campaign this year because of this ruling, right? Well, How is that and, What's significant? Going in and out of court, uh, given what we've experienced over the past year, uh, is that bad? Is that bad for his campaign? It, it's not necessarily bad for his campaign. It, it just the makes thing, him seem like he's being martyred and punished. That's the thing about Trump is like bad publicity. No publicity is bad publicity. I mean, right. It just, right. He just takes everything and uses it. I mean, to his credit, that's why we all loved campaign Trump because he was a winner. I mean, think about, think about who Trump appointed in his campaign and to get him into where he was, right? He took Pence on his VP knowing that he would get the Christian cucked out Christian Israel conservative people that, that weren't behind him before that. So he basically picked Pence to, to, to win the campaign. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what, that, that might be an, a good analysis we can use as to why president Trump was such to say such a failure. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say it because of the people he picked John Bolton for crying out loud. Maybe President Trump was trying to use campaign Trump strategy and thinking that he could forward himself just like he did with Pence, but it just backfired. Who would pick John Bolton? John Bolton single-handedly like ruined the North Korean talks. Would you yeah. agree to that? Yeah, he did. He, I mean, Pompeo might have had a hand in it too, but John Bolton ruined the, the talks with North Korea. 
there should have been a Nobel Prize waiting for Trump and Kim Jong Un, and I would I would actually put Dennis Rodman in there too. I think he sh- he sh- should have gotten a share of it. Uh, as long he, he as he don't wear a dress. As long as he don't wear a dress. Yeah, as long as he don't wear a dress, he can, he can have the uh, tie dyed hair, but uh, yeah, no dresses. Uh, but and and I remember when uh, so his first national security advisor was uh, was Flynn, General Flynn, and Michael Flynn, and he got promptly. He was like the first victim of the whole Jew d'état, and he got uh, pushed out of office because the FBI said, "Well, all right." It, it, I don't think he was actually lying, but but he said he said something that was incorrect, and so he got pushed out for having not told um, Mike Pence something about a meeting with the Russian ambassador. And there's absolutely oh. nothing wrong with him talking to the Russian ambassador, a meeting or a phone also, call. Also, he got drug out in his front lawn at four in the morning with CNN cameras on him and arrested by the FBI. He did. And then then you had this this guy H.R. McMaster who took his place for a couple of years. And then when McMaster was leaving, there were rumors that John Bolton would be uh, his replacement. And so Tucker invited John Bolton on the show. And Tucker, very much to his credit, just decimated Bolton. He made Bolton look like a fool. And I thought, wow, Tucker just saved us from John Bolton. But he got appointed anyway, which was flabbergasting. And then, of course, he did everything he could to uh to undermine trump's foreign policy and then as soon as uh trump as soon as a fake election happened then then bolton came out uh, publicly against trump so flynn was a good pick so to trump's credit flynn was a good pick but then when he got you know arrested and then mcmasters got axed well there you go he's like screw it i'll just Pick, you know, just like I did in the campaign, I'll pick somebody that these neocons like and maybe I can manipulate them. Now, that's me giving Trump a lot of credit there. That's me well, saying Flynn, that Trump was gotten to instead of control, you know, from the beginning. Flynn was an advisor, to, a foreign policy advisor to Trump during the, the 2016 campaign. And Flynn came under criticism. Well, I mean, he was eventually uh, pushed out because he had had a conversation with the Russian ambassador. It was a conversation that needed to be had, and there was nothing unusual about it. Uh, when Reagan was elected president, uh, he had he, one of his advisors, John, what's the guy's name? Chick Casey's. Uh, was it William Casey? I guess William Casey was his name, who became the CIA director, but he had been a, uh, like a big, big shot on the Reagan campaign. And he talked to, he was talking to the Iranians and to the Soviets during the um, the lame duck se- section between the uh, election and the inauguration. Nothing wrong with that. Kissinger did the same thing uh, when Nixon was elected. There's nothing wrong with it, nothing unusual about it. And it was very much necessary because in the, um, the period between Trump's election in November 2016 and the inauguration in January 2017, uh, the Obama administration said that Russia had hacked the election. They hacked our, they attacked our democracy, and he was going to respond at a time and place of his choosing, and there was, uh, there was a lot of talk that there would be a cyber attack on, on Russia. So this was a very dangerous situation, and somebody needed to, uh, to talk to the Russians and say, 
just keep keep your um, you know keep your hold your horses hold your horses and uh, you know when we come into office we're gonna we're gonna try to talk about our our issues to so just don't overreact that was important and uh, right. and it was necessary and then Flynn was also under attack because he had. Uh, there was photographs of him sitting with uh, with Putin at a uh, an RT awards dinner. There was some awards dinner in Russia or some some kind of formal dinner in Russia hosted by RT. And there was a picture of uh, Flynn sitting uh, at the same table with Putin. Now, the backstory on that is we only have I guess we have a couple about five more minutes. The backstory on that is that. Um, that Flynn wouldn't have even been sitting at that table. Flynn was at the table and Jill Stein, who had, who had run for president that year um, as the Green Party candidate. Sometimes when your hopes have all been shattered, you still with a journey. You wonder how you keep Think of all the things that really matter in the changes you've Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. 
These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Joe Stein, who had, who had run for president that year um, as the Green Party candidate, they were at that table. It was the lead table that the, the uh, you know the president of or the editor in chief of RT was at. The only reason that Flynn and Jill Stein were at that table was because um, Professor Stephen F. Cohen and his wife, who was uh, what's her name? Uh, I forgot her name, but she was the editor of the Nation magazine. Uh, Kat, Katrina Vandenhovel. They had been the ones who were supposed to be sitting there, but something came up and they couldn't make they couldn't make the dinner. And so, at the last minute, when and uh, Jill Stein were put at that table, when Putin came out and sat at the table, he had no idea who Flynn was. Uh, so you know, it it was no big deal. Anyway, I'm just bringing that up. Right, and this was. Also in December of 2016, didn't the under Obama they they flushed out all of the Russian ambassadors from the U.S. like abruptly? That was a slap in the face. So you had a lot of bad tensions between the U.S. and Russia that Flynn just thought he could, you know, make amends, and that was his motivation. And, and but of course, was, was to do that, and it, yeah. and there was nothing unusual about it either. Well, again, they got Flynn for lying to the FBI, allegedly, not for anything that he did, right? That that was the charge. So the, the moral of that story is don't talk to the FBI. Just tell them that you're going to call your lawyer if they show up at your door. And the FBI agents who, in, who have been sent by Comey, Comey sent them, and the FBI agents who interviewed Flynn didn't think he had lied. Lying is like intentionally not telling the truth but it doesn't matter if it's intentional if if you say something that's inaccurate that that is against the law even if there was even it was an honest mistake if you say something that's inaccurate so right that that's what they got him on which is yeah why you don't want to talk to the fbi so, yeah, any listeners that get FBI showing up at their door, if you went to January 6th, just tell them you want to talk to your lawyer and smile at them. And if they don't leave, call your local sheriff. Get some eyes in on that. Let the keep, your dog, keep, keep your dogs away from them. Keep, yes, they target practice on dogs. That's their favorite thing to do is shoot dogs. The scum. Anyway, we're coming up to the end. We, we've got a couple of minutes. Yep. Probably, um uh, so, Patrick, um, this interview, getting back to full circle, is going to be much more significant than the bloody Mel- M- Megyn Kelly interview, right? That was sort oh, of 
bloody yeah. Megan Kelly's everybody get that. I think that was the last time that Putin was interviewed by an American journalist. Mm-hmm. And it it was bad. It was it was kind of demeaning that that he should even have to sit in the room with her. It, it uh, was. That, I would have demanded. Yeah. I would have demanded that a man come in the room and interview me. Yeah, but that's my chauvinistic. Because <laughs> because, like Trump said, she had blood coming out of her eyes and and other parts. Yeah, that's why she's bloody, Megan Kelly. We tried to keep it classy, but it's just so hard. I mean, it is hard. It's difficult. You stay classy, though, and uh, you'll have to tune in tomorrow, listeners, for Patrick and Jeremy Part 2, which will be even more classy on Republic Broadcasting, noon central, not 1 p.m., but noon central. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.